Welcome back to another episode of The Girls Room. I'm your host, Marissa, here for another glamorous episode. Welcome back to another episode of The Girls Room, and happy annoying things men do much. Today, I'm joined by host of Drinks with Strangers, as well as Beauty and Booze, Kara Rose, to discuss toxic masculinity. So welcome, Kara Rose. Hi, thank you for having me. This is exciting. I'm very excited to have you here today. So for those who don't know you, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, so I'm Cara. I'm from the UK. I live in a little town called Leicester, which is sort of bang in the middle of the country. Um, I currently work in the fashion industry, but don't worry, it's not as glamorous as it sounds. I'm pretty much sat at a computer desk all day doing data analysis and whatnot, so it's not, it's no devil wears Prada. Um, <laughs> but yeah, outside of my day job, so I make online video content, like you just said. Um, so I have two shows, um, which are both released on Instagram. So I've got Beauty and Booze, which is just sort of a light-hearted, silly video where I do that. Like I might do a skincare look, a, a, like um, use skincare brands, or I might do a makeup look. And I have a little drink along the way, just so <laughs> it's, it's very light-hearted. The last one that I've done, which I've just released, is I use this face mask. It's a Korean skincare brand called Shake and Shot, which is brilliant. It was so much fun. You make it yourself. And I thought, right, okay, my drinks have to be related to these. I don't know why. It's just I've come up with this whole thing where it's got to be related to what I'm using. So I was like, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some shots, um, which wasn't a great idea because the actual recording, it takes like an hour. It's like an hour of content, and which I later edit to like 10 minutes, right? Um, but progressively throughout this hour of doing shots, I'm like, at the end, I'm pretty drunk, you know? So when I'm editing, I'm like, oh God, I need to cut this out because this is just too obvious. Yeah, it's, um, it, yeah, but it is good fun. I, I really enjoy doing Beauty and Booze. Um, but then I've also got a second show on Instagram, so that's called Drinks with Strangers. And this is, I've just completely fallen in love with this show. I really, really have. And it sort of evolved through, I guess, COVID, through lockdown and how people can't go out and meet, you know, meet new people. They're very much locked in at home. Um, they might just have their family to speak to. You know, we can't go out to bars, can we? And just chat to, chat to random people. So my whole sort of concept was like, right, okay, we've got all these social platforms millions and millions of people using them how can I just go out, reach out and speak to them and say hey want to have a chat I mean it might sound a bit weird but everyone who you know I've been speaking to has loved the idea and you know been like yeah let, let's do it so we we have this Instagram live we have a drink together we just chat and it's almost like drinks with friends and I just um I did one of my la my last Instagram lives was with this lovely, lovely girl and she has a jewellery business and she sent me these beautiful, beautiful earrings um, and they're so gorgeous and she, I was like, right, I am buying everything off her website because it's amazing. But we clicked, we clicked so well and it's like, oh, you know, I really hope when lockdown gets lifted, I want to meet some of these people for real. Um, but it's great. It's such a fun show to do. Really, really fun. 
Yeah. That's amazing. And I think that it's like a really good meaning that you have behind it. Because like you're saying, people are, people are lonely right now. We can't go out and do our regular things. And we've been doing this for over a year now, which is crazy. Like we still need that human interaction and like connection. And I mean, like we have all these platforms and ways to do it, but like sometimes there's like that barrier, like stopping us. But I think that it's really amazing that you're reaching out and you're doing this and you're having this show and you guys are talking about important things and having fun chats. Like it's very relatable and it's very fun. Oh, thank you. I mean, it is great. And, you know, we've, we've had conversations about like mental health and, um, you know, topics that are quite touching and important, I guess. And I think especially with what's been going on, you know, with Sarah Everard, she um, unfortunately lost her life and, you know, might touch upon that later, but it's really triggered a lot of women. So it's been a really good platform and a really um, great opportunity for women to talk to each other and give advice as well and be there for one another when we do feel a little bit triggered and we are a little bit scared. So yeah, it has been has been great to do. Yeah, I, it's really important to give women their voices and to give them a platform to speak on because I talked about this topic, Sarah Everett, last week and it's still something that's like heavily on my mind every single day. But I'm really glad that like we're a part of like the same like feminist groups on like Facebook and stuff. And like we have those people who are there to be able to support us, to be able to like be there with us so we don't feel like we're alone. Like I talked about, there was like someone who was posting about like, hey, what's the best like safety equipment, like, or not safety equipment. Um, I, Yeah, I guess like safety equipment and like weapons and stuff that you guys, like other women carry around. And that there was a thread like, hey, this one's the best. You should try using this one and stuff. So it's really, really important to me to have like that really strong support system, like through these people who I don't even technically know, but it's amazing. For sure, for sure. I mean, I don't realize how many women like carried pepper spray and stuff in their bags. Like, I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, it's great. There are some women that are just they're fighters, and it's brilliant, and it's so good to see, and it's really inspirational. Yeah, definitely. So I'm really glad that us women are coming together in this really scary and difficult time. And the fact that it's during Women's History Month too is like really gut wrenching. Like there's been so many things week after week that just shows that like people still don't care about women they still don't like treat us as equals like I know no I totally agree it's it's like come on come on we want to stand up and we're always told to sit down and you know especially during this time like with Sarah Broad like I just mentioned I've seen a lot of guys that I used to go to school with uni with you know people that I've known in my life at one point post Instagram stories or Facebook messages about you know I would never do that it's not like this hashtag right what what it's not all men or something right there's so many people that are on my Facebook and Instagram are sending this and it's like dude come on like yes we know we know okay that not every man is dangerous or toxic is going to kill us but we don't know which man okay and that is the important part so who who is a nice man i don't know yeah you you literally can't trust anyone at the end of the day like it's it's really freaking scary to think about like yes it's not all men but like what men are sticking up for us like what men are telling their friends like hey you shouldn't be doing that what men are calling each other out what men are educating each other like 
if you're not helping, you're a part of the problem. For sure. And I, that's exactly what I've said in one of my shows before. And I 100% agree. Like if you, yes, you might be a nice guy. Okay. You might respect women, but if your best friend is being a fucking dick to a woman, you stand up and you say, absolutely not. (laughs) Sit the fuck down. Who do you think you are? And you educate them and tell them that this isn't okay. But people stay quiet because they, they don't want to, they're not confrontational. They don't want to start an argument they don't want to start a serious discussion do they they just want to go out and have fun but look at what it's doing to society you know so I think men have a lot to learn at the moment I mean I think we all do let's be honest but I think men need to accept vulnerability they need to you know be respectful be kind you know it's this whole thing of like women cry but men get angry but you don't have to deal with it that way and it's that whole thing of how it's all started of men the aggressive ones we're the emotional ones and this is how it stems you know like boys will be boys and boys are the bullies (laughs) and you know it's just there's things that need to be worked on here and I think conversations like this and hopefully men are listening to these sort of things as well um and obviously like friends like I'll talk to friends who are males as well and I'm really lucky that a lot of my friends who are male are really really supportive and very respectful but you know it's yeah there needs to be some more education here definitely like stemming down from school I think Yeah, a hundred percent. This is something that I was talking about recently. I was like, we need like a course in like grade school or something. Like everybody goes to grade school, like, because I was saying like, oh, maybe we should do this in college. But I was like, wait, people don't necessarily go to college. There's a lot of people who don't. And I'm like, where's a place that like we can necessarily do this? And I was like, this needs to be taught from like a really, really young age because this crazy behavior can start as early as like six, like this whole toxic, toxic masculinity, thinking that boys need to be mean, teaching girls are like, oh, if a boy's mean to you, that means that they like you and like all of this crazy toxic behavior. But like this needs to be taught way younger or just taught at all, I guess. <laughs> I know, definitely. Even their parents sitting them down and saying because it's that whole thing isn't it with masculinity and that debate of nature nurture and you know people have said okay you know no it's it's their parents it's what they see around them or you know they're saying no it's it's in them it's you know it's their innate attribute is to be this masculine person and to be honest I think it's both um but I think nurture has a really significant that's what you can change so you know and I think that's yeah definitely that's what we need to talk about is is how people are nurtured into becoming these toxic men and I'm sure that most women that you speak to have experienced or have witnessed men like this and it's really really quite damaging and you know it has been in my life for sure so I can imagine it has in a lot of other people's. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I'm really excited to have this conversation today and to like share these experiences and to talk about these things. So 
it gets kind of like the word out there more. So people start hearing about these things, even like men who are listening, like, oh, maybe that was something that like I once did. I didn't realize that that was a toxic thing because like, I can't necessarily like put so much, I mean, I can't put the blame on them, but like sometimes I feel like people just don't know better because that's the way that they were brought up. Like you said, nature versus nurture. And a lot of people kind of bring their children up, I guess, bring their young boys up, their sons up in these ways, thinking like, oh, you can't cry, rub some dirt on it. And like all those like stupid sayings, like boys don't cry and what are, like a bunch of things like that. And like teaching them that they can't show emotions, that they have to be angry. That's the only way to show that they're masculine. But like, what does it even mean to be masculine? What does it even mean to be a man? Like, why does there need to be all these specific, mean, harsh characteristics? Yeah, right. I know it's just I guess from birth we're given these roles to play you know like you're born a, a male you're born a female and this is this is how you behave and these are your attributes and um yeah it's sad it's the whole thing of like giving a kid a Barbie doll or a Ken doll or a truck you know the girl plays with the Barbie the boy plays with the truck and it's just right from the start and I think I think things are getting better. Like I'm seeing a lot more um, friends around me and just people that I work with who are gearing away from that, of trying to gear away from those stereotypes and implement those stereotypes. But at the end of the day, like they're all going to school and they're all being surrounded by people that, by kids that are being raised to fit in this role you know not everyone's doing it so it's it's almost like it's hard to avoid because at the end of the day your parents are your teachers your school your school's there to support you and educate you but really your your, te- your teachers are your parents um but yeah it needs to it needs to come down from that I think yeah yeah a hundred percent because like say if you're given like a Barbie doll or like a Ken doll like I don't really know where I'm going with this, but like I have like in my head that like if parents start teaching kids that like, no, you don't necessarily have to go and play with that doll. Like you can play with anything, like just kind of being more open. But then again, like you go to like stores and stuff and like you go in like the toy sections or like the boys versus girls sections and how like the girls have all these like glitzy and girly, quote unquote girly things and like all these like makeups and stuff like that. And then you go in the boys section and it's like violent. There's like WWE wrestlers, there's like toy guns and like things like that. Like there's so many other places like around us too that are like still enforcing this stereotype and like forcing us into these separate categories into these own little boxes yeah and I think actually you've like hit the pin on the head is it pin on the head (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what the phrase is but you have nail on the head there we go you've hit the nail on the head um because right like you go to a toy store and the girl's toys are little baby dolls right they're nurturing because the girls bring up the kids this is how it all you know it links to that but then the the boys toys are guns and um some kind of weapons or something that's quite an aggressive thing like you think of video games as well the the games that are um are advertised to to guys and I think really this does all lead to that toxic masculinity because when I think of it I mean I guess let's go back a step with like when talking about masculinity itself it is this social structure isn't it and it's created by the patriarchy and and it dates back a lot to religion um but 
this this structure yeah includes these set of behaviors and these attributes and it tells a man what their role is um and yeah whether it is initially a result of nature nurture i think yeah it's both like we've said before um but it definitely affects masculinity and femininity as well um i'm losing what i was gonna say i'm like i know what i'm saying but <laughs> um but yeah it's when masculinity becomes toxic it's when you know it's those for forms become toxic they become harmful they become harmful masculinity traits become harmful and damaging and dangerous to women and also to men because men also suffer from it too you know there's a the, you know they suffer from abuse as well so and i know that there's been like a lot of movements and activists and they've pushed really hard for equality but yeah we've still got a, leg, a way to go but i think yeah when we think of that toxic masculinity we think of aggression we think of physical violence and domestic abuse and um whether that's emotional physical and then you look at the games that these kids are playing where they're killing each other it's like hmm okay there's some kind of similarity here to a guy is like beating up someone and then going home and being someone and i'm not trying to put the blame on <laughs> you know on yeah. games videos and stuff but it, there, there is that link isn't there and it's still there it's still apparent mm -hmm. yeah i think about like my video games that like i played as a kid versus like the games that like boys around me were playing i remember like mine were like it was like an online like Barbie game where you like got to paint her nails and like cut her hair. And then like the boys next to me are playing games with like machine guns and like shooting each other. And like, there's blood and like super dramatic. And I'm like, what? Like, what the fuck? I feel like if I grew up playing games like that and not painting Barbie's nails, like I would be like, not okay. I know. Did you ever play The Sims? I've, all of my friends were always obsessed with The Sims. I loved it so much. But that was, this is the thing is that you raise these children, you create these people, you had a beautiful home, you kept it spick and span, you know, it was, you were like that mother of the family, weren't you? And, and that was that we weren't told to play that we just sort of came across it and like, Oh, my God, I love this. And that I think that's one of the parts where we say, right, okay, it's nature, because women are, are nurturing. And, you know, we're, I guess you know scientific women made to be mothers um and I think that's very obvious and yeah when the, the games that we played when we were kids I mean I was automatically drawn to the babies and the dolls there were cars and stuff there that I could have played with them but I got more out of it when I was there holding a baby so it's I mean it's where the I guess my parents threw the baby into my arms but you know it was that sort of enjoy I enjoyed that more but yeah it's um god I loved the sims <laughs> everyone was so obsessed with it it was so good it's really strange how like even just like, our our toys and our games and stuff are so different like how we like play with babies and we play with dolls and stuff but like it really breaks my heart too when you see like young boys young kids like going over to the dolls and like trying to hold them and like maybe their parents or their friends will take it away like no you shouldn't be playing with that here here's a monster truck instead or like when people I guess like make fun of them like in grade school like 
oh, look at that boy playing with that. You shouldn't be playing with dolls and stuff. And like pushing their feelings into this little box again and like making them feel small and making them feel like they can't do this and that they have to fill this certain role. Like it's really disappointing, I guess, like when toxic masculinity is coming from like these outside sources and like forcing it onto everybody. Yeah, right. And it's, you know, it's not just something that, like we've said that we witness it's we experience as well and there was this whole um there was this figure that came out in the guardian which is one of our big newspapers saying that 97 percent of women under 24 had experienced sexual harassment um which i'm not surprised at because i ask any of my girlfriends and they've yeah they've experienced it they've had their ass grabbed or they've had like a hand up their skirt in a bar or you know, I'm, I'm not surprised by it at all. And it's just so sad. It's so sad that women have to go through this. Um, but, you know, and I think, you know, looking back at my experiences, I think the first, the first time I ever really witnessed toxic masculinity was through my uncle, who isn't part of the family anymore. He's very much been removed from the family. But yeah, he was he was the definition of a toxic masculine man. Um, He was very emotionally and manipulative and psychologically, yeah, abusive to my grandma, his mum. And this was the time where I first witnessed it happening. Like, okay, this isn't okay, because why are we all scared of this guy? He's not, he wasn't beating us up or anything like that, but he didn't need to. He didn't need to for us to fear him. And, you know, he would, he would portray this character of being a really good man of, he had a really good job, you know, we should all idolize him, you know, he's the role model of the family, because he was the only man in the family, right? All the rest of us are women. So all of the women, we were like, they were housewives, they did cleaning, they, you know, they were they were brought up in the 40s, 50s, 60s, and that was that was what they did. They didn't have the opportunities like women do now. They couldn't go to school. Um, and my family were Irish as well, so they fled the country. So they really didn't have much opportunity. So it's really sad to, you know, to look back on their lives. But my uncle very much judged that and said, you know, you you've done nothing with your life. And that was all of that part of manipulation of making them have no confidence. And, you know, it's just as a child to witness that and to also be told, okay, if I was naughty, say I was a naughty child, I don't know what I've done, but I've done something, my mum's telling me off and I'm not listening, that I'd be told, okay, I'm gonna call your uncle. And it would put the fear of God into me because I couldn't think of anything worse than him shouting at me. And they, and my mum knew that that would scare me because she was scared too. Because if, you know, if there was someone in our lives that was going to scare me, of course it was going to scare her as well. We were all scared of this man and we still are. And that's why he's not part of the family anymore. But yeah, um, that being the first, first time to really witness it. And to, as I've grown older and, and I mean, he's, 
not really it's been it's not been part of the family for a couple of years now but as I was growing up and sort of being educated a lot more and learning a lot more about feminism and um, equality and misogyny <laughs> it was just like looking at me straight in the eyes like oh my god there's this man in our family who is really damaging everyone's mental health and you know witnessing his behavior and the things that he would say and the the words that he would describe my mother even though she's the sweetest person right but because she didn't work at a certain time or something she was nothing so yeah it's this whole thing of they're better than you because he has a job he he cares about earning money he cares about you know bringing home the bacon I mean he's got a family now of his own and they're all women so good luck to to them but I mean <laughs> but yeah he just sort of portrayed this really nice guy like everybody loved him he was a police officer he and and yet incredibly homophobic incredibly racist like what what is that it's just as I've got older I'm like oh my god who is this person I wish I was older at the time of witnessing all of this so I could have done something wow I think it is so important that you just shared that experience because people I feel like will kind of ignore it if it's family and feel like they can't have toxic family members and that like, no, it can't exist in your family at all. It's only outside people. It's only friends, people you see on the street, whatever, but it can be the closest people in your life. It can be your family. It can be your closest friends just because they're connected to you in some way. doesn't mean that it can't be them. And I think that that is so important to talk on because I feel like a lot of people kind of have this mindset that you can't cut off family members like, oh, they're blood, you know, they got to stick with you. But no, if there's someone toxic in your life and there's someone treating you, treating the rest of your family, treating your loved ones in a terrible way like that, it's really important and you are allowed to cut them off. And I think that it's just so important that you just shared that. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I think it would be bad feminist of me <laughs> and disrespectful to me and my family to have never to not have done that and you know I, I remember standing up to him a couple of years ago and the look in his eyes was like oh my god this she's she's shouting at me she's telling me what I'm doing is not okay and what I'm saying is not okay how a woman is saying this like he he just looked mind baffled and it felt very satisfying. But after that, he then blocked me off Facebook because <laughs> he could not deal with the shame maybe. But no, this is it, is that it could be family members, it could be close friends, and it's hard to stand up and say, do you know what, I can't have you in my life because you're negative, you are not healthy, um, I feel scared, something like that. And you know, people are going through horrible times that they have abusive parents and but they live there because it's their parents they love them and you know even as they might be 18 17 18 years old but I think yeah from cutting the cord is is tough but it was the right thing I mean seeing what he was doing to my family I just couldn't couldn't do that anymore and and we all we all agreed <laughs> um, unfortunately my grandma my grandma's got dementia now and she she really suffered the worst of it and again that was that was his mum 
Um, so she's in a care home and she absolutely adored him. You know, he was her son, her, her lovely son. You know, she just couldn't have loved him anymore. But he he was so manipulative and it was just so heartbreaking to see because my grandma was like my favorite person. And but the, yeah, it just felt like there was nothing that we could do. Um, and I think it would have broken her heart if we'd have sort of cut the cord while she was alive and healthy because you know I, I just don't think she could have could have like coped with that wow but, yeah yeah oh my gosh that's so sad like no one should have to go through that no one should have to feel it and like think of all these certain things like oh well should we wait should we do this should I speak up now like it's just like no one should have to ever go through that or deal with any of that it's it's so shitty to think about. And there's probably so many people on this earth who are dealing with this every day. Like, it's just, it's like, it's not fair. I don't want to sound like a fifth grader, but like, it's just, it's not fair at all. Yeah, I know. And, but, you know, to be fair, I'm sure there's so many people that suffer from things that are a lot, lot worse. But um, all I can say is that anyone that is going through something like this, like, get out of it. Like, do everything you can to get out of it because you can take control here. Someone who I thought was controlling in our family, actually, when I raised my voice, I realized that he, he had nothing. He didn't, he didn't know who he was actually, because a woman was, was standing up and saying, no, you sit the fuck down. And he didn't know what to do about that. So all I can say is, if you're going through something like that, if you're in a relationship that is toxic, abusive, you know, get out, save yourself and say something as well. Because I've, I've witnessed it with friends as well. Like I've an old friend of mine. Um, again, they portray this amazing, like really um, charismatic person. Okay. Everyone loves them. But then behind closed doors, they're these, they're just like these evil people. It's like, yeah, just thinking of that one person in particular. And even now, my friends still think he's this amazing, amazing guy. But I know that he's not. And I know that he's done awful, awful things. But this is the thing is that they have these faces sometimes. It's not always shouting out on the street you know homophobic phrases or racist phrases sometimes it's it's hidden um and used in a yeah manipulative way but yeah just no one should have to live life like that like women should not have to i guess live in fear almost and like think of all these things i don't even know i don't even know it's just it's crazy no, for sure. I mean, I think I've, I've witnessed it as well with my mum and she's had toxic relationships in the past, which is like obviously really unfortunate and um, she didn't, you know, deserve that. But it's really impacted me now when, you know, if you want a relationship, say I'm going out, I want to find a guy um, or a girl and I want to go and, and have a relationship with someone or meet someone. And I, I don't really trust them. I've really got trust issues now after everything that's happened. Like, how do you, how do you trust people? And I think when, 
when I'm like looking for someone, if I do want a relationship, I'm very, very cautious about meeting people who I didn't know from the beginning. Like if I've, if they weren't a friend in the past, like if I didn't know their, their story, because when you go and meet them online or go like on Tinder, right? So do you have Tinder in the US? Like yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, right. <laughs> so everyone loves it. I think it's more the fun of just swiping, but you know, you go out and you meet these people and you think, wow, this is amazing. And then you think, actually, I don't know them. Like they're 30 years old plus, and they've had a life and they could be anyone. And I don't know any of their friends. So who are these people? And I do get, I do get nervous. So I think trusting new people is hard. Mm-hmm. Even sometimes like I look back at like my first really incredibly toxic relationship and I automatically just trusted this person. And I cared for them. and I was like, oh, they can't do anything wrong. And I was so, I guess, like invested in like in love, quote unquote, that I didn't even see like the red flags. I didn't even see the signs until like years later when I finally started to learn. I was like, holy shit, like that was really terrible. Like this person went through all of like my people who I was like following on like social media, unfollowed every single guy, would like cut me off from my friends and like completely isolating me and things that I was just like, oh, he just cares so much about me and like all of these things. But like, it can be people that you trust too. Like, it's so crazy. Like we can just be like blinded by love, so to say. And like, you don't even see these things. Oh, it's so true. Like love is blinding, like they say. And yeah, people stay in relationships with these toxic, toxic men. (laughs) Um, And it's, it's really sad to see because I, you know, I've seen um, friends who are in relationships and I'm like, this doesn't this isn't healthy but what can you do because she's madly in love with him you know they're going they're getting on with their lives they're buying houses together whatever but this guy is like fucking abusive and nothing's happening you know so yeah it's everywhere it really is everywhere Yeah. And those situations are always really difficult to deal with too. Cause like, how do you go about bringing that up? How do you talk about this? What's going to be the reaction from both people in the party? Like, is your friend then going to be mad at you and cut you off? Is the male in the situation or the partner, the boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever it is, are they going to turn around and get mad at you as well? Are they going to like switch the whole situation on you? Like, it's a really difficult thing to do, but like, we have to at the end of the day it's just figuring out how to go about it and like what's the best way do you have enough proof or evidence like could you then support that person like it's just it's a lot hmm. yeah yeah oh, gosh I just I don't even know how <laughs> how to solve this issue I know drink. like how do we even go about solving toxic masculinity? Like we've said in the beginning, we can go about teaching it, but there's still going to be those people who believe that this is the right way to be a man. They're still going to believe like being a man, you have to be aggressive. You have to be, you know, like harsh, I guess. You have to not show emotions or vulnerability. There's still going to be those people who believe that at the end of the day, no matter how many other people around them are like, that's not the way of life. You know, there's always going to be that one person who's stuck on this mindset. Yeah, I mean, I can still see it with, I mean, the amount of times I've said to my mum, like, okay, these behaviours, these attributes in men are not okay, 
but you know she was brought up around that it's really hard to to educate someone who has lived through that and I think now we're this generation where we we're like yeah okay this isn't this isn't okay I'm not gonna stand for this um but you know you're still witnessing it and there's only so much that you can do so yeah it's really it's it's so hard to witness it I think and to try and make a change because there's only so much that you can do and all we can do is use our voice I mean right right behind me is a I've got a huge like piece of artwork that just says use your voice <laughs> and I look at it all the time because women were always told to not use their voice to not question to go along with what your man was telling you to do and it's just something that I look at all the time and think no we are we are allowed to say what we want to say because you know in the past if a woman was standing up saying okay here's my opinion or whatever it may be we'd be told we're bossy and we're we still are we're still a woman is bossy is a man bossy no he's just being you know he's doing his role he's fulfilling his role but if we're stepping up we're we're the bossy ones so it's just yeah I I, I feel so strongly with always use your voice in every situation and especially at work oh my god it's <laughs> you know it's so apparent just those gender stereotypes that men fall into at work of you know of taking control of being the leader and you're all sort of following them around I mean like yes sir we'll do that we'll do that and it, and then as soon as you raise your voice saying uh, okay and they're like give you the evils <laughs> what are you doing sit sit the fuck down <laughs> yeah like who are you and getting called like bitchy or bossy or aggressive and like then we get all these like terrible labels and it's like no I'm just I'm just using my voice like I'm just saying what should be said and then we get like all of these like terrible things and our character gets attacked and like just trying to work too <laughs> I know oh my god totally and it's the same like with people getting promoted and you know everything like women going for a promotion women be like you know the amount of women who are CEOs of businesses and who are in leadership positions like it's so small and I know they're trying to you know trying to change I guess I put in quotes <laughs> but um yeah it's it's everywhere isn't it it's absolutely everywhere you go mm -hmm. But I think it's really important, like you said, use your voice and to see how many women are now coming together and supporting each other, having each other's back, especially with everything that's going on right now in the world. There's so many hate crimes against women and to see all of us coming together and especially using our voice all at once. So now it's so loud. We're being heard and it's really, it's important and it's about time that we start getting heard and things start changing. But I really think that we can really start to make a change. Yeah. And I think that's, that's one of the things that really pushes me with drinks with strangers on Instagram is because it's two women or, you know, there might be more two, three women and we're there on Instagram live in front of however many people, whoever, you know, there might be three, 400 people that watch that show and we've put it out there to, for everyone to watch, for everyone to listen to us 
and our opinions. I mean, when do we get the chance to go out and, you know, stand in front of 300 people and say, this is what we think. This is not fucking okay. You know, this is, this is what it feels like to be a woman, you know, and go through these experiences. And this is one of the things why I feel so lucky to have just this idea popped into my mind to set up this show to talk to these women and hear hear what they have to say but also to give them a voice because a lot of these women who I'll very briefly speak to before just to be like hey um do you want to do this like who are you like (laughs) and that's sort of it but you know I've had a lot of people say god I would never have have spoken about this in front of however many people and it's like, yes, I'm giving you a voice, have a voice, use this opportunity to have your voice and now take it away and use it and carry it on. And that's just all I want. I just, that's all I want. (laughs) I love that. I love that. I love that. That is so important. If you feel like you don't have a space to speak on, create your own platform. Or if you do have a space to speak on, give your friends the opportunity, give anybody strangers like you're doing opportunity to speak and let their voice be heard. Because it is so important that our words, our voices, things that we have to say are getting out there. Whether there's 300 listeners, whether there's three listeners, it's just important that we're getting out there and our voices are being heard by anybody. And that could just even be making the smallest difference. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because when I'm doing the live, I often see these guys pop in and then they very quickly leave as we're talking. So like, I don't often get loads of people watching live because obviously timings and all of that, but I get a lot of viewings after. And once it's saved down, but yeah, yeah, during our lives, it's, it's just so funny to see the amount of guys like, Oh, Carl Rose is, is doing something live. Let's go in. Oh God. Like, <laughs> it's not all men. Hashtag it's not all men. And they just get out. They just get straight out. So that does always make me laugh watching that. Yeah. But it's amazing, truly, what you're doing, and I think that it's inspiring, and I hope that it inspires more women to keep talking, to keep letting their voice be heard, and to keep speaking up. Like, we're not going to give up, we're going to keep fighting, and we're going to make our voices heard one way or another. If we have to scream it, if we have to do whatever it takes, we're going to be heard. Yeah, for sure. Do you have any uh, final thoughts or anything that you would like to add? Um, I guess... I think the most important thing for anyone to listen is just please be kind to each other, um, men and women, because when we think of toxic masculinity, yes, women are going through so much, but, and I'm not trying, I'm not all against men. I I really, I'm not a men hater, but men go through this as well. So for men that are listening, if they are listening, you know, you could be subject to this like be kind to each other educate each other you know be vulnerable because that's okay talk to people if you're feeling upset don't bottle it till the point of anger you know talk to someone talk to your friend um because to get out of this relationship that we have with toxic men toxic masculinity in our lives it's you know to get out of this we can only do it one step at a time but I think the first step yeah is education and 
I'm so proud that all these women are speaking out and unfortunately it's had to be something really devastating to sort of get it going um, again but I just really hope that women just carry on with the fight and I know they will I have all the faith in women that we will not stop the fight but um yeah just carry on going be true to yourself be kind to others and that's all I can what I can say <laughs> thank you that was really 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 important that was an amazing last final like sentiment okay wait that sounds dramatic <laughs> final <laughs> sentiment <laughs> But no, that was that was really important just at the end of the day, like be kind to each other. And like, I think it's really important that you mentioned too, that this can also happen to men. So don't be afraid to break the cycle of toxic masculinity. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Like you said, like, I think that that's really important to mention and everything that you said, I think was super important today. And I'm really glad that we got to have this really important and I think valuable conversation. So again, thank you so much for coming on and for everything that you're doing and giving people a voice and giving people a platform. I think it's amazing. Thank you so much. That really means a lot. Thank you. And vice versa, like this is great. And I love what you're doing. And I'm sure so many people are taking a lot away from it, especially me. I'm going to take a lot away from our conversation. It's been lovely. So thank you. Thank you so much. Everybody go to make sure that you check the link description or check the description box below, whatever it's called. I'm going to attach all the links to all the episodes, her accounts and everything. So you guys can all follow along too. So thank you so much. Thank you.